Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, and with that, I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Baker Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And today we have a uber duber amazing special guest. He is a player on a team that is absolutely taking over American rugby by storm. Right? Am I not wrong? Oh, uh, you're definitely right about that. Oh, fantastic. He is Mr. Fear the Ears himself, Max Stacy. How are you? I'm um, good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. And uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Happy to grow the game. For sure. For sure. So uh, if you don't mind, uh, give the listeners a little bit of behind who you are, how you get started with rugby and, and your podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Max. I'm originally from Alexandria, Virginia. If you don't know where that is, it's about 30 minutes outside of DC. I moved to Colorado in 2017 to play for Glendale Raptors Academy. And from there, I got to do a couple of great things, got to do some all American stuff and got to play with the big boys a few times and then got a back injury. And from there started going to school and now I'm with the Colorado XOs, which has been phenomenal. Uh, as Taking far as the world by storm, ta- hey, I gotta, I'll have to start saying that from now on. Anytime I say the Colorado XOs, um, <laughs> taking the world by storm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, the podcast is something I did during my back injury because I couldn't play rugby, but I just wanted to keep talking to old friends that I played with as well as just grow the game and stay in the, in the atmosphere. But other than that, I'm just a big eared guy that likes throwing a footy around with a couple of guys in short shorts. <laughs> yeah. I he doesn't uh, love that. Yeah. I and can relate who- to that injury thing. Cause uh, I had too many head injuries and that's why we were like, Hey, let's do a podcast. Hey, CJ, you want to do a podcast for me? Let's do a rugby podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Love it. Yeah. So um, what's your podcast and where can our listeners go to check it out? Absolutely. So my podcast is called Rugby on the Rise. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, a majority of podcast streaming platforms. You can also follow me on Instagram. And uh, there is an Instagram page, which is just at rugby underscore on underscore the underscore rise. So check that out. I'll probably have some content coming out later this week, hopefully. But yeah. Awesome, so go awesome. listen to some more rugby then everybody has to <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's uh, fact, go ahead I, go. I actually used to live in alexandria virginia so i thought that was pretty funny Ooh. did uh what time in your life um i was in what was that? fifth grade okay so that's just nice solid about what is, well i'm a junior in college now yeah this is also yeah. beckett rice who's lived literally all over the world I know, okay right? yeah okay Which, i lived really close to mount vernon if you know where that is yeah yeah i lived in old town so oh hell, yeah that's like 10 yeah, minutes yeah. from my right house off, love it yeah i lived on i lived right off king street okay wow. yeah i lived on queen street yeah very cool i yep yeah, that's uh that's where all the buddies go to eat and drink on uh weekends so very cool <laughs> <laughs> old town was definitely a place to go <laughs> yeah so how'd you get started playing rugby since you're from alexandria Oh, wow. That's a very long, long story. Um, My dad is one of the best guys I've ever known, and he loved rugby so much. He started our first, to my knowledge, it was the first youth uh, rugby club in Virginia, and it started in 2006. And 
that small jersey over there, I used to fit in that when I was eight. Uh, that was the first rugby jersey I ever played in. Um, and from there, we grew from our first team, which had maybe 16 people. And I was the youngest at eight. And we had like a 17-year-old and we played touch. And then by the time I was in middle school, which is the black jersey, we had competitive middle school, competitive high school. Um, so I, I got started from a really young age, which was great. And I really didn't ever want to do anything else. I played football for one year and I hated it. Uh, I played basketball for one year and it was when I was living in a different country and they just wanted me because I was an American. Um, <laughs> and you were so, tall too. So yeah, yeah, always helps. Exactly. So, but besides that, it's just, uh, it's been a very big part of my life for as long as I can remember. Same. Yeah, for, <laughs> it's like for a lot of people in the United States, it's like you, they just come about it because some guy or they're in college and some guy is like, Oh, I used to play football. I really kind of want to try this rugby thing out or just one of your buddies is like, Oh, come along. But yeah. versus like, I know Ethan's been playing since he was in middle school. I've yeah, been playing formally. like, yep. Yeah, I've been playing since, you know, well, middle school. So it's I've like, also it's been playing since middle school. And then also yeah. back in. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I, CJ. No. Jeez. Everybody. <laughs> Yeah, no, for me, like my dad's English. And so I grew up like we, so we literally had nights where we, it would be the weekend and we would go up to, we had a, a mountain house and we would go up to the mountain house because that was the only place where we had uh, the uh, plan to be able to watch the rugby games internationally. And we would be up at like four in the morning, three in the morning, <laughs> watching games. Like I was probably like seven or eight. I was like, being up with my dad it was a good time but yeah no I grew up with the sport as well so I think we all fit into that category of being the guy that dragged someone along to rugby practice yeah, yeah oh, 100% sure. or being the guy that is like he has played the most rugby on one team yeah yeah I've definitely been that guy on a lot of teams yeah are you yeah. that guy right now with the XOs um yes by far <laughs> um, yeah uh there's besides myself i believe to my knowledge there's there's about three to four others that have played rugby for more than two years there's a couple guys who started to kind of dabble in it um before coming out but guys like campbell johnstone who sadly wasn't there in south carolina but uh dan stone who was our 10 and lean a who was our 12 as well as moo who was our 13 um they had all played rugby for a bit before but besides that um, everybody else is brand new to the sport. So I think if, uh, if you took just us, like just the guys who played rugby before, you know, three years ago versus everybody else, it's probably less than 10%, less than 5% of the team, I would say. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember during the social, I think I was talking to you. It was like, so, or I think it was your general man, your manager said that, everybody on the team has only been playing for 10 to 12 weeks or thereabouts. Yeah. And I was like, geez, 10 to 12 weeks. And I look at you and it's like, has there been anybody on the team who's been playing for more than 10 to 12 weeks? And you're like, well, I've been playing for like 15 years. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I didn't get recruited. So uh, Campbell, the, the other guy I was talking about, he's actually from Maryland. Uh, he and I both played for Glendale before the Exos started. So right. we knew, uh -huh. yeah, we knew the coaching staff um, and everyone. So originally I got involved because Campbell was um, 
Do you guys remember how the Dallas Free Jacks uh, or the Dallas Jackals pulled right. out? Yes. Right, Campbell right. was originally planned to play there. Um, and when they pulled out, okay. he was living here because his girlfriend actually lives here in town in Boulder, where I get, where I live. And he just contacted the coaches, was like, can I run around? And they offered him a contract. And I had just gotten my back surgery and I was feeling healthy. So I emailed the coaches and I just wanted to practice and stuff like that. Um, but as they talked to me and kind of we we had a big, big boy discussion about, you know, hmm. do you want to do this? Do you want to step mm-hmm. back up? And I was like, you know, who's going to say no to that? So, yeah, it was definitely a different circumstance, but I'm very thankful for for the opportunity I got. Yeah, that's so awesome. I I, I know um, when the Exos like first hit like the rugby news, like the at a national level and it was like really ramping up cj and i were just like sitting on the couch probably like just watching something on netflix or like really just scrolling on our phones like and and we we heard about it and we were like that's the great concept like that's a really interesting concept obviously like in in the u.s as we've been kind of talking about getting anyone who's like an athlete from another sport to like come play rugby is like they're they're learning everything about the sport and right. and so it's like such a unique concept because it's like we were always like we have no idea what to make of how this team's going to do in in not only six to eight to 12 weeks but like where's this program going to be in six months eight months 12 months because like i mean you're not dealing with any like joe schmo guy who's like coming out to college team to be like oh yeah let's play some rugby right but no you're dealing with like full real like legit athletes that are like ready to be on a field and put a full 80 in. Yeah. I mean, we have more than just Joe Schmoes on the team. <laughs> <laughs> well said. No, you guys had a lot more than the normal Joe Schmoes on your team. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. The, uh, the one thing I will say too about uh, these guys is yeah, they're, they're definitely all fantastic athletes in their own right, but uh, every single one of them is super committed to the sport, you know? And I think that yeah. is a huge thing. They, like uh we had an off day today and i went to the gym because it was my first day out of covid and there were guys just working on scrums just on their off day you know so it's i think it's a lot of respect there (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely like it's it's one thing to to be a great athlete in a new sport but it's another thing to be a great mental student and a lot of these guys if not most if not all of these guys are great students of the game yeah yeah, like l- watching like the rugby factory that TV, like Instagram, or even like the rugby NTC Instagram, and talking to the guys after and before the game, it seems like all everybody is just trying to soak up as much knowledge as possible. Precisely. I talked to like a few guys. I think it was Tanny and then Gerald. I talked to them after the game a couple times, just talking about like scrum technique because they just wanted to learn. Yeah, they just wanted to learn, and it's. I feel that like that's awesome. And I, they, they talked about it afterwards because they specifically talked about you and they're like, you know, this guy was doing all these weird things. He was working me and putting me in <laughs> positions I didn't know. And they're like, it's like, dude, you're going to get weird lessons for the next six years while you're playing <laughs> rugby. And then you're going to get more and more and more. Especially like being in the front row. Like I, I was, I was a prop. I was a loose head prop. Um, and so like the amount of things you could do to like, that are within all forms of legal state in the game uh, that legal. just like, well, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty legal. I mean, 
it's legal it's legal but the, the things you can do with your binds and with your like positioning and and how you like change it from scrum to scrum can totally mess people up yeah you know what they say if you're if you're not uncomfortable if you're not uncomfortable then you're doing it wrong yeah yeah. Just like my high school coach would say too, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> That's so true. That's uh, okay. I will say the one, thing, the one thing that I love being in America and playing in like the Southeast is you could get away with so much stuff with the referees. <laughs> There's like so many things that you could yeah. just cheat. Or maybe not cheat. Being resourceful, I like to say. It's not, being, <laughs> it's not cheating. It's being resourceful. You know? you know what you can't get away with though? What? Throwing a straight ball in the line out. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's so that. true. <laughs> like it literally goes just that way, like just like a hair off either way. They degrees. immediately blow the whistle, but you can <laughs> literally get away with murder at the bottom of a ruck. Fair. Yeah. Rucks and scrums, real messy, but they'll get you on every single line out. Exactly. If it's not exactly how it should look, perfect right down the middle. Seriously. <laughs> they were staring at the textbook definition for far too long on that one i think i would have to agree maybe we got un- unlucky with uh with that one game but hey it'll leave a lasting impression <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean really like that's a big big part of the sport though is like playing to your ref like playing to mm-hmm. your sir because like i know for me like what playing high school middle school and high school in the state of south carolina like you, I saw the same refs every year for a good four or five years, like six years even. And so like, I knew exactly that like, Oh, we're having this ref. Great. I'm going to be scrumming like 12 times and I'm just going to bore in and just crush this yeah. kid. Cause he's like, <laughs> he's like 40 pounds lighter than me and I could just kind of roll over him. But like, then I'd see another ref and I'd be like, all right, I am never trying to jackal the Don't ball never trying to steal it yeah, yeah. like yeah. not happening so like like knowing your ref is just like knowing who your sir is and knowing how they ref the game is huge in my opinion couldn't agree more so Mattis, what rugby do you listen or watch not listen to <laughs> um that's tough uh i'd probably say more than anything would be premiership Uh, yeah my boy (laughs) and the reason being is i feel like premiership is the best rugby to learn from right now i think like i'm at the point where i'm more of a student of the game than a spectator Mm -hmm. and watching premiership rugby it's like it's like backs watching nrl you can just see the beauty of it and you can see how everything is put together whereas you know super rugby and super rugby au like it's super fun to watch but i don't need to watch yeah go ahead i was gonna say it's literally just chaos sometimes yeah i don't need to watch 20 crossfield kicks i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) i might be like johnny hill and kick a 60 meter spiral into the corner um, (laughs) like he did for exeter but yeah so i watch a lot of premiership and then um, my favorite team is munster so i'm always always following the boys in red um but other than that especially in season i spend a lot of time just watching my own film love to hear that and there's another guy who likes monster so if dar is listening to that screw you buddy well (laughs) yeah dar was was a big connick boy 
Yeah. Oh. Well, no, no kidding. Well, yeah, no kidding. He played for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he and I actually talked um, after the game. The reason I'm a Munster fan, I lived in Ireland for a bit. That's uh, oh, my yeah. Irish jersey there. And I was incredibly fortunate to live with a, a host family who had two mm. two of their sons play for Munster. Oh, um, that's yeah. Awesome. So I I kind of I wasn't born into it, but I was raised late mm-hmm. in late in my life into it. You were brainwashed into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm a big fan of watching Premiership rugby. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a Bath fan, so it never really feels that great week to week. But like, <laughs> like oh. on weeks where we beat Sale, or or like we get those surprise enjoyable weeks where it's like, hey, there was no way that was supposed to happen compared to last week's performance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I just want to point out, uh, Ethan, that um. Yeah. Bath right now sitting at seven, right behind London Irish, despite you guys having two more wins. So yeah, that's because that's my Irish your, right there. Do you see our points differential? We don't get we don't get the bonus points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really well, it's uh my other jersey walls over there, but my Bath jersey is hanging up over there because my sister lives there. So oh, I'm, I'm awesome. always okay. rooting for Bath as an as an underdog, which is sad to say. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I'm always like hoping they win. Other than COVID season, where we ended up in the playoffs, which was mind-boggling, but like we sit in that nine to seven range pretty regularly. If we're not ninth, like I'm, I'm shocked. Usually, yeah, I love it. You're not getting regulated, relegated. But the thing is, like, you look at Bass roster, like they put a decent amount of international players on over the last like however long now. I guess like five, seven years, they've had a decent amount of players go and play internationally, like. So it's like, it's always frustrating because I'm like, you got great players, but <laughs> they're just finish the job. Uh, yeah, just finish the job. <laughs> just win the games. They just yeah, need to spend as much everybody money else. like sale. Yeah. <laughs> or the problem is everybody else has good players too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they spend as much money as Saracens and then get relegated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. They deserved it. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. So, no, sorry, Ethan, you were going to say something. I was going to shift the subject a little bit. I was just curious. um, Obviously, you'd mentioned like you'd uh, done work with Glendale um, and the Glendale Raptors program and all that. I was curious as to how, like, how much you keep up with MLR. Obviously, like, y'all have got your season going on right now. So I'm sure that there's a lot, like, it's a lot tougher for you to be able to watch a game and and watch the sets of the game. But I just want to know, like, do you keep up with the scores and see who's, who's, taking over um, a little bit you know it's i'd have to say i was living under a rock if i didn't know la wasn't dogging everybody at the moment <laughs> um, you know uh, yeah. but you're absolutely right like as you guys know for sure when you've got your own rugby season going on that's what you're focused on you're mm-hmm. prepping on your saturday while four games are going on so i'd like to watch more mlr um i think I definitely watch a lot now. I've got a lot of buddies that play there, so I love to see them. So I like to watch a lot of highlights or, for instance, um, ATL. I know a good amount of people on, so if I can, I like to watch watch them play. But I'd have to say I don't keep up with it enough as I should. Um, but I think a big part of that is, like I said, just trying to focus on my own rugby as well. For sure. Um, when, when does y'all season come to a close? Uh, we've got a few, I think three games left. Okay. We've got, um, we're going to play Hartford this weekend in our stadium, which is going to be incredible to so have fans super excited about that. Uh, the Harpooners, um, right? Yes, sir. 
Okay. Yeah. I got a good buddy who uh, is playing wings. So Genesis, if you're listening to this, I'm hoping I play in the one channel this weekend. But uh, <laughs> um, other than that, I think we're going to play Mystic River, maybe one other team. Uh, so last week of May, more than likely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess at that point, when your season starts rounding up, you, you'll start ramping up to see the end of uh, this MLR season, start catching up with like what, what the playoff cycle is going to look like. 100 percent. i plan on i think dc's got two home games so i plan on going to those for sure um but yeah it'll be a lot of sitting around drinking beer on saturdays watching rugby (laughs) sounds like a great time or maybe my man washington seattle lose yeah i wish Uh, very soon hopefully that's the goal right that's what we work for for sure for sure If, if you had to pick a team would it be uh old glory because that's where like close to home for you. <laughs> this yeah, is hometown. where one of those uh, oh. this is one of those on the spot questions where you can't say uh, a wrong answer, can't say uh, yeah. the right answer. Ooh. I'm being a savage. I'm being a savage. I'm putting you on the spot. That's really tough. Um, I don't know. There's there's a couple programs that I would love to play for just because I've heard great things about them. Mm-hmm. Um, Running New York is one. I've heard great things about LA from a couple of buddies. Rugby ATL. Um, but I'd have to say definitely DC. Um, and the main reason for that is not only, you know, being close to home and stuff like that. Uh, but my dad being the guy who founded my home club, which I played for, for so long, I think it would be awesome to show guys that I, you know, that play for my high school, like, Hey, just, just keep working here and you can, you can go all the way up and, you know, everyone talks about guys like, Chris Robshaw, who played 300 matches for the Harlequins, you know, everyone wants to yeah. be something like that. So I think it would be DC if I could. I love that. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Poetic. <laughs> oh, you're too sweet. I just finished reading <laughs> Beowulf. So, you know, I'm filled with <laughs> there <wisdom>. you go. <laughs> so what is the, what is like the best place that you've ever played? Like, what is the best like arena or, or not arena, like stadium field environment? What do you think that would be? um besides clemson of course yeah oh no. of course you know a whole bunch of people in orange yelling at me no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> i mean there I, were a lot of people in orange there i was were. pretty impressed. i was very surprised by that it's a good crowd that was a great atmosphere i mean everyone everyone was positive loved the chance it was an awesome atmosphere to play in um so you know clemson first of course but <laughs> uh after that i'd have to say three um, three different experiences. One was uh, just a practice I had, but practicing up in Vail uh, with the Vail Rugby mm. Club, being mm. on their field, that was uh, pretty beautiful. Second would have to be I was in Ireland, and um, it wasn't a big, it wasn't like a huge senior cup match or anything, but it was uh, it was just a match on a Saturday night, and it was against CBC, which was our big rivals, and this was a a game that when when these high schools play like parents who don't have kids in the game go to watch um it was pretty intense and they i had been being an american in that culture i was still pretty new and having them having hear people like hearing people sing rugby songs in a game and like seeing the separation of black and white versus like everyone wearing red that was really cool um but i'd have to say overall my favorite was we played a game i played a tournament in belgium which was Ooh. just uh my high school team we went on a tour there my junior year 
and it was just incredible. We uh, in the first round we played the London Wasps under eighteen, like second side academy, and we beat them. And wow. yeah, yeah, we beat them, and it was like two. It was two twenty minute halves because it was a tournament. But we were walking off the field and we were the only American team in this massive tournament and everybody's like cheering on the Yanks and it was just a great <laughs> atmosphere and the British coach is on the sideline yelling and cursing, how can you lose to Americans? What are you doing? So I'd have to say for that, it was probably the best experience because then everyone, everyone at the tournament knew about the Americans. There you go. The sleeping giant. <laughs> Literally. The Colorado, what was it? The Colorado XOs, the what that team uh, that takes over the world by storm. Yeah, you yeah, guys are taking over, world by storm. taking over the world by storm. <laughs> you guys were doing it first back exactly. in high school. <laughs> Trying Laying to the groundwork. Trying That's to. Good. I think between like what Colorado's doing, <laughs> hopefully, um, I mean, I, I expect that like this sort of program is going to exist for years. Hopefully, that's that's mm-hmm. my hope. Um, as well as like tied in with the MLR and the growth of professional rugby in the U S like, I'm so excited to see where the U S will be in 10 years, the same way that like, like look at where Japan is now compared to where they were before they started their professional league. Like, like that was a a 10 year jump and they were already like taking games off of tier one teams. And I would consider them a tier one nation now. Absolutely, they are. Oh, they are officially yeah. a tier one nation, actually. So yeah, yeah, true. They are officially a tier one nation. Yeah. Yes, they. If you go seen... undefeated in pool play in a World Cup, you kind of have to be. I would assume. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Think. Um. See, obviously, the key there is um, a lot of people talk about Eddie Jones bring bringing up uh, Japan to that next level, and Eddie Jones is a consultant for San Diego, so maybe he'll make his way over for the U.S. national team at some point. Oh, oh, hello. I feel as if Eddie Jones is kind of like the Bill Belichick of rugby sometimes. He's kind of like the guy who has like a master plan behind everything. Oh, absolutely. That if he were to come to America and have the athletes like, like the XOs would, he would figure something out that would – if, that would just take everybody. Just if he could just figure out how to get his formula to work without getting a ton of his players injured at practice, then it would be solid. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> or how to get his formula to work and put Sam Simmons in an England shirt. Yeah. That would be the <laughs> other thing. True. True. I'll agree with that one. Uh, we're going to stick with Billy Vonopola. It's fine. Even when he's not around. Even when he's hurt, we'll just put Tom Curry in there. Hey, I'm not any Jones. What can I say? I got a yeah. lot more hair. Yeah. Didn't get to it. <laughs> Didn't get to some World Cup finals, so. That's true. <laughs> hey, I've I've kicked a World Cup game final winner in my backyard hundreds of times. Oh, right. of course. Well, everybody's of course. done that yes. at least once. Yeah. Or like in their bed, they'd be like, oh, I remember when I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely have dreamed about that one a few times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. It, it was even bigger because it's like you know the the guy with the one on the back of his jersey is is somehow <laughs> not only not only kicking uh, a ball to put up three points in the last last seconds of the game, but he's lasted to the last seconds. Of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. He's an even Played better version of Johnny Wilkinson. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to round it up here. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I want you to go one last time, talk about your podcast a little bit. Sure. You got it. So it's just rugby on the rise. I forgot. I didn't mention this earlier. It's just interviewing other young rugby players. Some of them are in the MLR already. Some of them are coming up um, and just trying to understand what they did to reach the levels of success that they've achieved. And Hopefully doing that will help grow younger players. And like we've been talking about for however long we have uh, just growing us rugby. And I think that's, that's the key to winning a world cup. You know, that's the key to someone kicking that last minute drop goal, wearing a number one Jersey who's played 80 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Check if it you out. Could get Johnny in. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, rugby on the rise. Uh, it's, not all over the place but it's not that hard to find and then uh representing the colorado xos so shout out to my boys you know thank you again for having me i'm i'm blessed to be on the show and i'm honored that you guys took took the time to talk to me today yeah thanks for joining us we, we, we really, really appreciate excited. coming on yeah i know um cj was like hey we, we got somebody who wants to join us and, and i was like heck yeah like so it was, all, it was awesome that we got to have you absolutely spread the love Sure. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. So is that my cue, guys? Yeah. Yeah, Sign off. The sign off of the week for this week is that everybody has to go look at the MLR breakdown in order to go watch some more rugby.